Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, true believers, and welcome back to Disney Plus Us, the weekly version where we talk about shows exclusive to that there Disney Plus streaming service. I'm your host, Griffin Dino, Griffin D-Pad, and with me, as always, is the fantastic, the wonderful, the marvelous, Mr. Mitch George. How's it going? Embiggen! Oh my god, we got it. I can't believe we got oh, it. Well, before we get there, before we get there, this is our episode on the season finale of Miss Marvel. If you've not yet watched that episode, go watch it, come back. We are going to be full spoilies for that, everything else in the MCU, comics, the hypotheticals, speculation, all that all that jazz. You know the rigmarole by this point. I hope you do if you've been with us through this series and every other series we've done, so thank you for that. But uh, yeah, expect spoilers from here on out. Go watch it is my three-word review. Yeah, go watch. It's amazing. But we are going to start spoiling it starting now. Mitch, I got a very, very big question for you. Not even that. We're not even that yet. Is this the perfect Marvel finale? And why is the answer yes? Because it's the only one that we've gotten thus far that nailed it. It was like, so there was enough, good. There, there, was enough, there was enough action to it that it didn't feel like it was a forced finale. There were character moments. There was setting up, you know, things for the future and not being like super heavy-handed about it but it kind of was when i went back and watched it a second time and was in tears like oh my god griffin there's so much to this i love it dude it was heavy-handed in like all of the right ways it was we get the the best scene in this finale is just the, the ending when it's uh with her dad and being like you were our like uh the whole Kamala you are our miracle means, you yeah. yeah yeah and like your, your name saying, means wonder but in urdu it means Marvel. But saying like, that, oh, like God. the way the that line should be so damn cheesy. It is. Not. It should, it because so they spent perfect. so much time earning our admiration with these characters. And if anything, I mean anything, happens to Abu in this universe, I am going to tear down walls. I'm going to break into Kevin Feige's office and demand an explanation. Yeah, there is not because this man either. is perfect. He's fantastic. Nakia is amazing. Bruto is wonderful. Even Kamran is like, I don't want anything bad to happen to Kamran. Like every single one of these characters, I'm like, I unequivocally love. So I totally expected rather than him arriving in uh, Karachi to to meet up with the Red Daggers, I fully expected the contact that was going to smuggle men of New York to be Contessa, and he was going to be recruited into the Thunderbolts. Oh, that I don't know why my brain went there. I totally imagine that's where it was going to go, because, like, young kid, power's kind of an ass when it comes to using them. But didn't happen, but I'm still happy with what we saw. And it seems like she gets all of her people through damage controls. So I could, I could have seen oh. it. But yeah, everything about this episode, right off the bat, her getting the costume from her mom, that's like she got it while they were in a in Pakistan like it was just everything about this was so perfect and so wonderful we got the Embiggen moment like Kamala really became who she is in the comic books I'm still convinced we're getting she, stretchy powers eventually too now I I don't I hope we don't I like the groundwork they've set here with how her powers work 
and that it isn't quite like the bangles involved but at this point like we've seen Kamran use his abilities without any artifact i feel like she could still do it without the bangle but it just it seems like this is just her way to connect to her family it would be interesting to see if they delve into that maybe in a season two because it said season finale and oh my god was i happy to see the word season finale on this one way when i booted up disney plus this morning yeah i want to talk a bit because about the uh, the bangle and i want to talk about the repercussions of that what was the post credit scene but i do want to talk about that at the end because we do have that bad habit that we're trying to break immediately starting at the end and working our way backs yeah which we've already done a little bit this week i I mean i when as soon as we went spoilers i went we'll get there we will get there also shout out her first well i'll get there i want to talk about the name of this episode no normal no normal every like almost every single one of the episodes of the show is named after a different storyline in the miss marvel comic books which is something yeah. that I really appreciate. No normal was the first. And this really did, that really did feel like what this episode was like, this is fully the end of Miss Marvel's origin. This is who she is. And it's done so well. I think I genuinely think that the, uh, the conversation with Abu at the end is like top, top Marvel moments for me or the fight in her in beginning is amazing and wonderful even the straight up just home aloneing of the school <laughs> was great i mean and it's we we imagined what damage control was going to be doing in this episode and they they really did kind of um fulfill that need for there being some sort of antagonist because Comron isn't in the place yet where he should be the proper antagonist even though i do feel like we're trending towards that maybe in a potential season two or or something else where he will return but man there's there's a lot to take in with this like there's um the whole the whole height like the the setting up the school and like now that we're back in jersey with this episode you get a lot more of that sense of like the vibes we got that were akin to like scott pilgrim or or other properties like that with like the flashing back and forth from the chalkboard to the to the school and the actual scenes and the the humor you get that scene where kamala's telling her whole family that she's nightlight and they all know because abu likes to use speakerphone and then amir just shows up at the school's like yeah i went here too you have it's to so Ma- mom sent me mom sent me. oh but superheroes don't need chaperones even zoe like, popping oh, up so which is good. like it was a, it was it felt weird i'm not gonna lie zoe popping up at the end of here felt a little weird although i do love her character they just right into it and back to making fun. Like right afterwards, like we're all with you. And Zoe's also here right now, I guess like they knew so well what they were doing with it. They made this great ending like this. This show doesn't really have a main antagonist. Like you do have the clandestine, but they're not a main antagonist. They're just another piece of this overarching story as damage control are as well and i love that it's we don't necessarily need any main antagonist for these for these shows yeah it it it, it felt like there were it felt like a comic book like it, re- it really did where there wasn't a real main threat but it was more of the character discovering themselves and understanding how they fit within their community and how them discovering what they can do impacts themselves their family the people they care about the most 
it just it, it felt like a comic book. This is the first time in a very long time that one of these things has felt comic booky in a good way. Yeah, I think where it, it didn't that. it didn't fall back on the tropes of of other stuff that we've seen. Sorry, go ahead. I think I read something on on Twitter. I forget who tweeted it out of Marvel. The MCU right now feels the most comic booky it have ever has been, and I love that people understand what that means. Of it's like yeah. these aren't necessarily world-ending threats. They don't have to be. It's frankly a lot more interesting when they're not. Like it's just yep. great stories with these characters. Like we see it in like Moon Knight does kind of have a world-ending threat, but it's a very personal story. The same goes for Hawkeye. Of like it's not a world-ending thing. It's like just this one mob family, but it's a very personal story and it's wonderfully told for Kate and Clint. That works here as well. Of this isn't the mat this massive world-ending fight to save humanity ultimately that that moment comes and goes in approximately three minutes like it does what it needs to do to make us love these characters so so much that just makes me kind of disappointed that they flipped the marvels and ant-man because i just want more of these characters interacting and kamala and i just need kamala and everything we're at what like, like 379 it, it days until the marvels and I'm counting down each and every one. I think it feels to me like they're doing with Miss Marvel kind of what they did in the comic books. Like they are making her the focal point, but they are making her the focal point of the largest introduction they've done to the MCU to date. Yeah. Point blank. She's the first mutant in the MCU. Like yeah. that, I, I, I kept saying, oh yeah, introduce mutants, like make it a property that no one's really heard of. Make it something that people wouldn't expect. They sure shit didn't expect Miss Marvel, the character introduced in the comics as an inhuman, to be the first mutant in the MCU. But goddamn it, Kevin Feige went there, and I'm happy for it. Dude, I absolutely love this. I'm like, I've been going back and rereading Miss Marvel's original run, and the first superhero she interacts with is Wolverine. Which is a great interaction because it's also after Wolverine has lost his healing factor, so he's like, he's in the process of dying. And it's mm -hmm. just though those interactions are so fun. Um, yeah, that's and, hilarious. Oh, go watch, go just, read those. But it's like I it's love so Kamala good. as a mutant because like the way she's an human is fantastic and wonderful. She's like, okay, and she even does it here of like that's just another label, and I'm just yeah. gonna move on. Like I'll help y'all with whatever you need help with, but I'm gonna go live my life. I'm gonna go do my thing as a superhero, and y'all can go do your thing. I, that's absolutely what she's going to be doing here. I mean, there's um, even foreshadowing to it that you don't expect when when damage control is first going to try and find these kids. It's like, oh, yeah, we got to hunt them down because they're and they there could have been something really bad there. It could have been like, yeah, because they're not white, but that's not where they went. They went with their kids and they have powers and that's dangerous, which is a running motif in X-Men comics. And I think it's something we're going to see more and more of in the MCU. Like, I think Kamala's the first very obviously not going to be the last. And God, like... Why do I feel like damage control is going to end up being the ones to create the Sentinels or something? They are. Or they'll like, be like an offshoot. Like, there has to be, right? Like, damage control something. are, we've clearly determined, like, long ago, the damage control are not good people. We've known this back oh, since Spider-Man Homecoming. I also, I feel like it'll be a thing of, like, there's an offshoot. Like, there's a, maybe, yo, big brain thinking right now, what if Hydra's infiltrated damage control? Honestly, I I could see it. I could totally see them going that route. I really think it is just damage control is corrupt. I really I mean, most do think it agencies is. agencies are. 
<laughs> but it feels I like mean, there will be some offshoot. Like, I think there is still good to be done from damage control. I think there's a reason for them to be existing here in the MCU. But there will be some secret society that spins off and invents things like the Sentinels or something to, to hunt after these enhanced individuals that don't know how to control their own strength. Like, I could totally Comrade is a significant threat to everyone in this episode. And they, they, they are very rightly worried and scared of him and his abilities. It's just, it's one of those things. It's that gray line that, that Marvel Comics, specifically X-Men Comics and Inhuman Comics, have done a very good job of, like, towing this line of there are good people and bad people on both sides of this argument. Like, there are bad mutants, there are good mutants, there are mutants that are worth hunting down because they're a threat, but there are also those that are only going to try and do good. And I think that's, we're getting into more and more of those stories being told in the MCU, and I'm happier for it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see, like, as the MCU goes further in, like, Miss Marvel is going to be a focal point of this. Because, like, that's that's what happens. Like, look at what was said. Mutation. They were very specific about mutation. And Miss Marvel being as big a character as she is, like, this is one of our main players now in the MCU. Like, Miss Marvel is the MCU's Spider-Man. I'm calling it now. Like, this character is going to be bigger than Spider-Man because of Amon Valani and her portrayal of this character in the MCU. I mean, first off, yes, absolutely. Second off, we literally saw her in the opening, like, Marvel, like, intro in Thor. Yep. I mean, we also saw Moon Knight, which was great to see. Yeah, that was awesome. But, like, looking at, like, you know how Marvel has their thing, like, on Disney Plus and they have all their characters and stuff. And you got, like, a, it's a very, very Phase 4 heavy. But, like, your big ones right now are, like, Shang-Chi, Captain America, Thor. It's about it. Captain Marvel, Cap I think, is in there. I say Captain Marvel is going to be in there, but, like, she really hasn't shown up in Phase 4. I meant the, the whole the banner image at the top when you open it up. Yeah. I'm, like... Cross-referencing that with who's shown up so far in Phase 4. Fair enough. Like, Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel are going to be mainstays. And they're and going Captain to be... Captain Marvel has shown up in Phase 4, though. Oh, well, now. Now she has. <laughs> well, I told you, we're going to get there. We'll get there. I know, I know. Because I'm, I have a I have theory a now. Of this. I have a theory now of what the bangle is. Um, and we'll see the second bangle by the end of the Marvels. Mark my words. Um, that makes sense. I mean, I also said we'd see it here, and I was wrong. So screw it. Let's just go. Let's just go to it. Let's just talk about it. We got the internet Brie had Larson. a weird reaction to this. Yeah, the internet reacted weirdly to this. They thought it was an homage to the comics where she shapeshifted. I'm like, nah, that that's freaking body swap. Like, I they're thought about it. That that was my first thought as well. Of like, wait, did she polymorph? Because that that is what her her power in the comics is polymorph. Yes. polymorphing it's not stretching it's that she can literally change the molecules in her body to be whatever she wants um and she does what does she use this for giant fists and stretchy powers because that's how she thinks that's how superhero fans work i guess mm -hmm. but yeah like i totally thought about that at first like no that is captain marvel which makes me think that this bangle is one of the mega bands it has to be right like that's been the theory of the internet throughout this series that it is the Nega bands and, and those artifacts having their ties to Kree uh, mythos. I, like it's going to tie into whatever the story is going to be in the Marvels. And it's going to be either that switch is like it was triggered by the other band and it brought them together or something of the like. I would bet I you think... like, the beginning of 
the Marvels is Captain Marvel discovering the other the other uh, mega band, probably on a dead Kree soldier or something. And the her interaction with it triggers Kamala's, and off they roll. I I would love it to be more of like the internet's like, oh, what if you're just flying through space and they switch places? Like that would be scary. But I'm wondering if like she's in the middle of battle and whoever the antagonist of that film is going to be has one of the bands and the, the band ends up triggering something that bamps Miss or Captain Marvel away, but Miss Marvel takes her place. And then we continue. And then that's that's the catalyst for Captain Marvel finding Miss Marvel and them interacting, right? Yeah, I I have a theory with Marvel just in general that we haven't seen the last of the Kree Cree scroll war. Um, no, and I think the Marvels is gonna have it's gonna focus on that. It's gonna focus on that the Kree scroll intelligence and all that stuff. It's a uh, it is a big deal. It is a Thanos Endgame kind of deal within the Marvel universe. Like you don't just show that offhanded in an intro movie to one of your most powerful superheroes. Like you make this a big deal, and I do think we are kind of starting to see a little bit of that. What with Secret Invasion coming with. The scrolls being a major part of these stories. What with Wanda, the end of WandaVision with a photon, and with Captain Marvel's association with them, yada yada yada. What interests me about the Nega Bands specifically, though, and the reason that I'm like this is all but confirmed that these are the Nega Bands, is they're yeah. literally made for Captain Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> like it can't be anything else. No, and I mean we know we're not going to see. Maybe, I mean, we're just getting to theorizing here. Maybe it is that she finds it in Marvel's pre-laboratory, not the one that's in space, but like she goes and finds like where she had set up base before she had to to leave the planet to investigate Earth and all that jazz. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this sets up the Marvels. And I cannot, I want that movie sooner, Griffin. Why is it not next year yet? How much, we really don't know much about that movie, do we? Just that it's going to be those three teaming up, right? That's about it. Yeah, let me let me take it up. Let me take a look while while you fill. Like I'm time. thinking about it. Like there's a lot of things they can do with that. I would love to see them thinking about like just who they're going to be fighting when they're going to do. I would uh, love the only four, the only four confirmed cast members at this point are Brie Larson and Mon Valani, Tiona Paris returning as uh, Monica Rambeau, and Sam L. Jackson. Okay, then yeah, um, I'd love to see Minerva come back. Oh, but we have also confirmed that the actor for Amir, Maniba, and Yusuf from Ms. Marvel will be reprising their roles. We have... I'd hope so, uh, where Captain Marvel is now. Yeah, right? I mean, it's just going to be a cameo at the beginning of the scene, at the beginning of the movie. Uh, I, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. I'm going to Google it so I don't butcher... Oh, here. Uh, Zoe Ashton has been cast as the villain, but we don't know what that role is. And uh, Park C. June has been cast in an undisclosed role as well. But we don't really know any of the other players in the movie yet. And I imagine maybe Comic-Con this year we'll get a little more about this movie. I don't think we'll get a trailer. I think we're too far off for a trailer. I think we are more likely to see something from Ant-Man than we are from the Marvels. But, dude, I'm so ready for more. Like, I know Marvel fatigue is a thing. Everyone I talk to, I ask, like, have you watched Moon Knight? They say no. Have you watched Miss Marvel? No. Because people are just burnt out on all this Marvel. And I really, like, we talked about this in our Thor Love and Thunder review, uh, where we had a fantastic guest on Aaron Sini, 
uh, which you can catch on podcast services now. Marvel's really shooting themselves in the foot here. They're releasing all this great content, but they're doing it at such a rapid pace that people aren't keeping up. And yeah. like this summer, I need to go and get my family to watch Moon Knight and watch Miss Marvel because it's so freaking good. Especially with this one, like the first two episodes were or three. I don't remember what the crossover with Kenobi was, but they were buried by Kenobi. Like the uh, way I think it was the first three, two, yeah. three. Okay. Anyways, three, yeah. Disney Plus did not have faith in the series. It was very obvious. And this is one of the best series on Disney Plus right now. And that is not the Marvel fan in me speaking. Just categorically, this is one of the best exclusives on Disney Plus. This is one. This is one of the best exclusives on Disney Plus. I would argue this is one of the best character introductions in the entire MCU. I genuinely think that Thor Ragnarok might have been topped for me with this. Like we talked. I mean, in, Ragnarok wasn't a character introduction, though. Like, well, I'm talking like just in Marvel in t- in general. In your ranking, like I we talked a lot about we've talked a lot about ranking when we talk Marvel, and I've talked far too much about, about me doing this rewatch. It's Thor Ragnarok being at the top and like consistently being there since I watched it. Yeah, this might take the cake. This was so good, like just the entire series. There was some people considered some low points in four and five, episodes four and five. I personally didn't like I agree with you there. Every single detail about this. I unequivocally loved. I loved how damage control was like, Hey, come back. Don't be this horrible person. No, I'm going to be this horrible person anyways. And it's totally going to backfire and blow up in my face. And of yep. course, because they're a government agency, she's not really facing any consequences. Um, shocking. I know. Hopefully but she does when we get some, some as she payback and justice, but I know she won't. Come on, we gotta make this somewhat realistic. She's not gonna receive any thing. Um but no, with that we got yeah. like little things of like the moment when they're all in the in like teaming up the hallway telling um Nakia and Bruno to leave. It's like they blew up my apartment. They've stormed the mosque twice. We're not leaving. Yeah. Or when they hide in the mosque and they're like they're like, yeah, aren't houses of worship sanctuary? Like, like, dude, you're you're in a mosque in America. <laughs> Everyone's watching us. Yeah, there's 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 such good delivery. Like, this series is one of the m- most well written things we've gotten out of the MCU. It feels so like this is what I wanted from Spider Man. I wanted something that felt grounded, that felt rooted in this street level kid, you know figuring out the ropes and we got a little bit of that in homecoming and then far from home and no way home we're just like nah fuck it multiverse let's go it's fine just throw everything out the window this is what we're doing with spider-man now and like because they where, know their days are numbered that's where and, we'll get and we're getting that now. with this and it's like i want i can't wait for the future where tom holland and uh Aman Vellani are on screen with each other because it's going to happen like the future of marvel season is two younger. that is where you use spider-man that is all Season two of Miss of Miss Marvel is like season two of Mando. It's just constant cameos, which I would love that because that's where Miss Marvel really shines with the comic books as well. I don't want constant cameos, but I mean, Spidey makes sense. Daredevil makes sense. Um, Even people like really America. I really think America Chavez. Makes America a lot of Chavez. Sense. 
And I think America, Kate Bishop, all of those younger heroes make a lot of Sam. sense. Sam. Oh yeah, Sam, Sam would make sense. I mean, that Sam and Ms. Sam and Kamala are literally members of the Avengers together at one point in the yeah. comic books. Like, I started reading that Avengers run because it. I wanted to read all of the events leading into uh, Secret Wars two, and part of that was that initial all new Avengers run with Sam and and, uh, and Wolverine Kamala. and Vision and Kamala. Yeah. Yeah, not Nova, a great run. Miles. No, I, parts of it I liked, parts of it I didn't. But I need to, I, like I said, this that that I keep saying Secret Wars is happening, and I know it's going to be some amalgam of the two different variations of it. But I want to read this newer run because I've I've seen such good things from it. Um, so I, it's just it's part of the thing. If <laughs> I want to consume it all, I just need it all, Griffin. It's that thing of like Kamala is one of those few characters. Of like I I will read anything she's in. Yeah. Whether it's Avengers, she was in Secret Warriors for a little bit. She is the champions. Like, go read Champions, by the way, if you haven't. It is. Could I? Yeah. It is so good. All right. It's a thing of like, and I do hope we get the champ. I hope we get. This is just all speculation at this point. I do hope we get Young Avengers and Champions, as separate entities within the MCU, because they are two very different groups. And that are that go about things very, very different ways. Yeah. Like the way I've heard it explained is like very much the uh the young the young Avengers are millennials and the champions are Gen Z, which I couldn't agree with anymore. But the young Avengers are essentially just a therapy group at this point. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it just it feels like we're building towards that. Even like this week we got you know, Ms. Marvel here, we got some inkling of things that might be to come with Thor, which I'm not going to get into major spoilers here just because it only just came out and you might have missed that. You might have skipped that one to come to this one. And uh, we appreciate that very much. But, but also there's, go watch Thor. It's great. There's so, yeah, go watch Thor. Uh, there's so, and when you do go, watch, go listen to our episode on Thor, we had a really good conversation with Aaron. There's so, like, people are like, oh, what is it setting up? There's nothing being set up. Well, there's no there's no premise to this. There is so much groundwork being laid in these initial phase four properties that we don't even know about yet. Right? Right? We got the X-Men tease here. We've get, gotten Young Avengers teases from everything. Secret Wars season, seems inevitable. Secret Invasion is going to be interesting just based on how WandaVision ended. There are seeds here to things we either know about or don't know about, and I am all for it and the things that we can like insinuate from what we see are not small events secret invasion is Ooh. not a small event young avengers is not a small event the children's crusade storyline literally takes over the entire marvel universe not even yeah. universe multiverse and time travel and everything it's weird it's um, wild go read it it's fantastic i love it um Except for the name. I hate that they call it the Children's Crusade. Anyway. <laughs> we also need to realize they spent 11 years building towards Endgame. Right? Avengers was the end of Phase 1. Yeah, that was huge. It was hype. That theater moment of the circle shot with them all there. That was insane. But they still spent six movies setting it up over the course of like seven years. No. How long did they spend on those movies? Hold on. Like 10, 11 years. Four, four years. No, it was four years between Iron Man or five years between Iron Man and Avengers. Oh. Well, I'm wrong. Anyways, but like we've got these massive events, right? Like even the Thunderbolts are a smaller team, but they have wild ramifications of what they could possibly 
cause and end up doing, leading to certain characters. I mean, the Thunderbolts are how Norman Osborn was able to take over S.H.I.E.L.D. in comic books. Like, these are characters that mean something. Hell, I, I just had a crazy-ass idea, and I'm ready for it since we're getting close to Thunderbolts coming to the MCU. Give me a, give me a Captain America Civil War 2. And it's Sam and Captain Marvel or something like do something weird like that and have the Thunderbolts be a player in that because they were in the original Civil War storyline. Like there is so much that they can do here and just go go balls to the wall crazy on it. I'm just ready for more Griffin. I need to know more. Kevin, give me more. I would love to see Marvel Civil War, too, because they did do that in the comics. And it's not the best. Not great. Although it does give us one of the greatest moments between Kamala and Carol. I still need Um, to finish reading it. I won't spoil it for you then, but I just know that, that I love it. I love it well, so much. Well, you love anything that Kamala's in. This is and more I, than And that. now, this... after this show, like I told you, I was very... <laughs> I didn't know a ton about Ms. Marvel coming into this outside of what I've gotten from a few video games, a few movies, and the few comics I've read with her in it. Going through that initial run, the no normal run of Ms. Marvel, and now this show... I get it. You get it, right? I'm fucking in. I'm fucking in. Like, th- like Spider-Man is my favorite comic book character of all time. Ms. Marvel is creeping up. Like, she is creeping up that list. It is getting really... I just... I need to go and consume more at this point. I need more. Give me more. I still think it's wild to me that my two favorite comic book heroes are actually in the MCU now with Kamala and Kate Bishop. And, like, I get it why people are not on my train with Kate Bishop. I understand it. Like, this isn't the best character in the Marvel Universe, but I love her so damn much. And the fact that it's Haley Steinfeld just makes it even even better for me. She's only getting started, and I cannot wait to see Kamala and Kate interact when the Young Avengers becomes a thing. Because you know that they are the two with the most quote-unquote experience who are going to be leading this ragtag crew into all but certain doom. Well, I love it because that's the leader of the Young Avengers and the leader of the champions. Yeah, so they like, can basically just be like, yeah, smoosh, one super team. It's fine. Yeah. I, I again I hope they I hope they get have their own, their own separate teams because I love the champions and the young Avengers but I'm I'm rambling at this point. The future of Marvel is so bright though with this character like I'm so happy she's here. I'm so happy this series exists in the way it does. Like when we were going into this, there was a lot of concern over the power set thing and that brought a lot of concern into specifically how they were going to handle this character and if it was going to be up to snuff with. G. Willow Wilson's, and um, I'm trying to make a point of reference the artist as well. You'll get it. Adrian Alfana. You'll get it. Alfana. Their vision for this character. And it's there. It's all there. The character is different, and that's one of the best things about the MCU. And it works so damn well. It's interesting. Like, before this show, we knew this character was going to be different. We had our apprehension. And while the character by design on paper is different. The theming is there, the fish out of water, the not feeling welcome in your community and the other communities. Like there is no accepting who she is, but she is accepting who she is. And that's, what's important. I think it's, man, it's something special. And it's doing it again. It's, it's doing for me what the X-Men and Spider-Man shows did for me in the nineties of introducing me to these characters. This is me being introduced to this character and absolutely falling in love with it. It's so good. I need to go consume more. Yeah, I love this character. I love this comics. Like, 
Marvel is very much my comfort franchise. And I know that that's why I'm doing the rewatch. This is not my first time rewatching these movies. Mm-hmm. It's probably my fourth or fifth, if I'm really being honest with myself. I was going to say, I, I watched them all when they initially came out. I did a full rewatch before Endgame, but I haven't done a rewatch since. Yeah, I'm I, thinking now might be, might be a good time because we don't really have anything except, oh, wait, in a month, She-Hulk starts. See, Never mind. I had my original. I did a rewatch going into Endgame. The pandemic hit, and I said, screw it. I'm doing another Marvel rewatch. <laughs> and then now... Here we are with me doing another one and also doing the TV shows. Which, oh my god, there's so much content. <laughs> so much. We're officially at 100 hours of Marvel content now. That's it? That's it, amazingly. Well, then why aren't there at least 100 hours of us talking about it on this, that, their Disney Plus podcast, Griffin? I will tell you what. There was far more than 100 hours within this entire podcast. But not all of Marvel. Not all Marvel, you are correct. We do talk about more than Marvel. Speaking of, let's talk about what our next show is going to be uh, on the weekly series. That's right, folks. We are continuing the weekly series. We're not just talking about Marvel stuff. We're not just talking about Star Wars stuff. We're not. We're going to be talking next about High School Musical, the musical, the series, season three. Part of me agreeing to come on as co-host was Griffin saying, okay, when this happens, we have to do it. And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> we both love this show. It's This it's, show is so good. I cannot wait for more of it. There are currently but episodes. How, of- how long do we have between that and She-Hulk? Oh, dear God. Are we doing an overlap again, Griffin? Or are, are we, we doing overlap not, again? Or are we just not going to do it? Uh, I think we do overlap again, honestly, because it was kind of fun. God damn it. <laughs> Fine. Like, you can't say we didn't is... enjoy it, because we had a good time. Uh, hi. Again, folks, we're doing this all on the fly. Musical okay, Musical so She-Hulk comes out August 17th. And how many episodes do we have of High School Musical, the musical, the series, season three? I don't know. You realize how, mu- how much I have to type in for that, right? I'm doing my best. I got to IMDb. I am going to assume they're right. I'm going to go to season three. And they tell me there are eight episodes. Eight episodes. So guess what we're doing, Griffin? We're overlapping. God damn it. We are going to overlap. Uh, not, not a ton, though. It's not a ton of overlap. Uh, and Yes, it is. Because when did you say that premieres? July 27th. No, She-Hulk. August 17th. Oh, that's the that's entire damn series. Of, that's five weeks of overlap, Griffin. That's most of the series. I'm going to shut my mouth. five weeks. We may not do She-Hulk. To be determined, keep an eye on the Twitter feed. <laughs> Griffin does not know what he is talking about. He is fully playing off his, out of his ass. <laughs> we probably won't do them on the same night. Oh, dear God. No, not again. We can't do that to ourselves again. I can wait to the weekend to do She-Hulk or something. Maybe like, Thursday, Friday fun. releases or something. I don't know. We'll figure we'll it out. We'll figure it out when we get there. We probably shouldn't be pontificating live on this podcast. If you've listened to this point, we appreciate you so very much. We appreciate you for you sticking with us through Miss Marvel, Kenobi. What else have we done? I, my brain what is farting. Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, behind the attraction. And it, yeah, it's been a lot. It's been great. We're not going to fill... The time between now and the premiere of episode one of season three of High School Musical, the musical, the series titled Happy Campers. 
because it's out in two weeks, Griffin. I was say, we're literally two just weeks. taking a week off. That's all we we're doing. Week off. God damn it, I thought I had more time. <laughs> now keep an eye out for our other stuff, though. We've got plenty of content up for you to watch right now. we got Thor Love and Thunder. we got a Lightyear reveal. And we've got plenty more coming in the future. Talking about some classic Disney stuff, some new Disney stuff. I'm sure at some point we'll talk about Baymax, because, God, those shorts are adorable. Right. I mean, you. I think you've lined up a guest that we might be able to do the Owl House. I might have a guest for us to talk about Even Stevens. You actually, there's a lot. Yeah, we have to watch like four seasons in a movie. There's a lot coming. If I'm making you watch the Owl House, you should be able to make me watch a TV show. So, yeah, but no, I'm I'm okay. Well, Well, if you have anything that you would like to come on and chat about with us, we'd love to have you. Just let us know. Tag us on Twitter. DM either of us. The show is on Twitter at D plus us. I am there at Mr. Mitch George links at MitchGeorge.com. Griffin is all over the place at Griffy Deephead. That's G R I F F I D P A D. Uh, drop us a line. Let us know what you want to come on and chat about. We're happy to talk about anything new old from the vault or breaking on that there Disney plus streaming service. As long as it's on Disney plus, uh, we will continue to be doing our episodes about new stuff coming out in theaters. Uh, I think the next thing would be strange world. Is that before I don't know Wakanda forever? I don't that, that movie is a <laughs> massive question mark, man. We do not know what's happening there, but we will be doing stuff for both of those shows. Uh, both I those did see a plot days. leak today of that movie, and I hope it's not right. Okay, you're going to have to send that to me. Um, yeah, you sure? Keep an eye out on our Twitter feed. Yeah, go for it. Keep an eye out on our Twitter feed right. for any and all updates to the show. There might be something coming up soon if you're watching this as we drop it live. And yeah. Pinocchio. Oh, shit. Pinocchio is September. Pinocchio is September. Well, we'll get to that when we get to that. But that is far, far, far in the future. So until then, folks, thank you so much for hanging out and listening. And until next time, have a magical day. Excelsior.